0: Right, good morning, church. Welcome to the second week of our, our new series, a series entitled Make a Difference, Learning to Follow God Well. For this next season of time, we're going to be looking at three people whose stories are found in the book of 1 Samuel. All people who, who make a difference and who are learning to follow God well, for better or for worse, but um, who are going to teach us. How to follow God well. Um, Last week, we began our study looking at the first of these three people, a woman by the name of of Hannah. A woman by the name of Hannah, and we've been looking at 1 Samuel uh, chapter 1, a woman who for many years, uh, year after year after year, has lived in pain and and anguish. She's gone through this many-year season where her most desperate heart prayer has not been answered. It's seemingly ignored, and yet she's been pleading with God in grief and in anguish year after year for, for, this, uh, for this prayer to be answered. And she's also been intentionally tormented by, by this woman, intentionally tormented by this woman, uh, year after year. This woman, she just can't get away from. It. She's been in an unhealthy place, in an unhealthy environment, and, uh, and finally she comes to a moment where she makes a vow to God. She makes a vow to God saying if you will give me a son I will give him to you all the days of his life So we kind of ended up in the beginning of 1 Samuel chapter 1 Um, uh, Just also by way of recap just we have a map here uh, The the geography of the areas that we're we're looking at Uh, The middle the middle pencil uh, is supposed to be red Is um, is pointing to Rama which is a Uh, Which is where Hannah and Elkanah and ultimately where um, Samuel is going to do a lot of his ministry from Uh, But today we're looking at the place at the top this pencil at the top. That was a rubbish cough whoever whoever that was uh, uh, (laughs) Bless you with health everybody in the name of Jesus in, in this in this season Um, But anyways, we're looking at this this location here at the top It's called shiloh and where this pencil is pointing to it's about uh, It's about 10 miles north of of rama And that's where uh, that's the main location. That's where the the tabernacle of god is set up That's the the spiritual headquarters of of the nation for for this era actually for 369 years Let me just say that again 369 years shiloh is is the place where where uh, where i don't know think of it like the the first jerusalem before there's a temple before jerusalem is actually being run by israel uh, before that you have shiloh the spiritual heart and center of, of the nation where the high priest lives and where they they work from the holy of holies is there the, the tabernacle is there um, okay, so that's that's in shiloh now. We know exactly where shiloh is uh, But not only that we know exactly where the the tabernacle was set up which direction how it was all facing and, and you know, There's been a lot of significant archeolog- Archaeological work done here in shiloh and there there's a lot still left to do but you can see here the the picture of, of where the tabernacle was set up in in shiloh and you can see the drawing there exactly where it was placed now a few things i want to mention in this picture uh the, the tabernacle was not a huge complex Un- unlike the temple in jerusalem the tabernacle is not a huge place it the, the the wide the the longest distance in the tabernacle is the same as a um a football pitch is is wide as the the, the so the, the width of a football pitch is the same as the length of the tab- tabernacle complex and you could set four of those To make a whole football pitch Okay, it's it's not that big big of, of an era um, We'll come back to this picture in a second The next picture is just a picture of what the tabernacle ought to have looked like as set up in the in the days of Moses uh, you can see that the tent which has the holy place and the holy of holies in it You can see the the altar out in front and then the wash the big basin um, Before of that and that that's how it was going to be looking in moses's days Probably how it was set up also even 369 years later here um, Many people have wondered if in shiloh uh, now remember 369 years that is a long time There is no intention to ever move it again There's no intention of ever moving this tent again Uh, It's been wondered if actually what they'd done is they'd potentially built a temple around the tabernacle to preserve it The tabernacle is being set up but a a building around it Something like maybe this next picture uh, An artist rendition here And in this scenario uh, You'd have the tent set up Inside this building Protected from the elements So that it it, it can last longer Uh, Again, many assume That that's what's taking place in Shiloh Um, The the archaeology isn't yet certain on that But when you look at the Bible Like in 1 Samuel 1, 9 It talks about how um, How Eli is sitting uh, On a chair Leaning against the the doorpost Of the temple Now, our, our Version said tabernacle, but but the word is temple. In fact, the word is only temple 80 times in the Bible That word is used. It always means temple. There's a different word for tabernacle um, you see the same word used of this place in shiloh in chapter 3 of first samuel about how this boy is, Samuel is going to be hearing from god in the temple in the temple. That's that's the word there So there's a good chance uh both historically and based on the Bible to think that there might have been some sort of proto-temple, uh, proto proto-like building around the, the tabernacle, which, which uh, preserved the tabernacle. Maybe so, maybe not, but this is where Hannah has come to, to seek God and where, where their family comes every year to, to worship the God of the Bible. Okay, back to the, the first picture. The first picture. Great. Uh, What I want you to see is that even though the temple tabernacle, sorry, the tabernacle complex is relatively small There is a massive hill Hill going on in the background like overlooking overlooking the the tabernacle uh, Complex that's where thousands and thousands of people could gather on this hill in this location back in the days of joshua when they set it up all the nation gathered together to get their final tribal allotment they're just they're lined up on that hill and tribes and they're they're hearing okay your your tribal allotment is this and then we're drawing it that your type, tribal allotment is that it's also on that hill where the whole nation gathers or, or at least the the tribes uh not including the east side tribes um, because they're they're angry that that the east side tribes have built an altar and they want to go to war over that Now it turned out to be a big mistake a Misunderstanding, but the whole nation would gather on that hill It's a it's a big hill it goes much further than this than than the picture here uh, But it's, it's a massive area where the nation could gather together to, to seek god together to um to to have um, yeah to have that that time so, um, it's also as you know in the bible uh, the, the people were called to gather together in, in god's presence three times a year Often we see them doing it one time a year or, or at different times um, It seems to be what's happening here with our story where uh, Elkanah and 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 uh, hannah and people are, are gathered together To celebrate and feast in god's presence and what they would do is they'd bring their offering They present their offering and then they would take their their food and their meal and they would they would sit on that hillside And with with you know thousands and thousands of people who had came to worship for for the each feast They would sit on that hillside and they would eat this this food together in worship as the burnt offerings are Are ascending uh to god over and over again in in front of them So that's that's what's taking place Um in our story here and and we at least that's the flavor we get and we we can picture elkanah and Panana? Uh, panini, panini? Ah, dang it. Something like that. Um, sitting on the hillside, but, but Hannah, too distraught. She's not able to eat. And so she would be down more in front of the, the uh, tabernacle praying uh, and pleading with God. <clears throat> now, because they would eat this, this holy meal together, um, they, the, the vessels, the plates, and the dishes that they would use for that meal were considered holy. They were consecrated for this special feast. And so they, they couldn't take them home and use them in common ways, and so they would break them there on the hillside. In fact, if you go to Shiloh today, you can basically see 369 years worth of broken pottery and plates and stuff just covering the hillside where, uh, where they'd been worshiping God year after year in these, in these festivals and these, these, um, these feasts before God. Again, I just want to say, like, these stories that we're, we're looking at in this, in this series aren't they're not made they're based on they're true. They're true. They're true stories that have taken place and And uh, we can see that the historical evidence is even over three thousand years later Just the evidences of this taking place as the bible described <laughs> So anyways, it's most certainly our setting is one of the three major biblical feasts Probably the autumn one because it was considered the biggest deal uh, the biggest of the feasts And you have elkanah and hannah probably coming to worship uh, as verse 3 said So that's enough background today Uh, Our study picks up in the middle Of this story In the the middle of chapter 1 And we're going to see That after um, After Hannah's been suffering After she's been suffering For years and after she makes This vow to God after her prayer requests Have gone unanswered She's going to be misunderstood By the most powerful man in the nation Eli the high priest who's going to um, what does it say? He scolds her he scolded her And and then we're going to see what happens and flows out of there So we're going to start reading today in verse 12 a little bit of overlap from last week And we're going to see what happens with hannah and in her anguish and her distraughtness. first samuel chapter 1 verse 12 While she hannah continued praying in yahweh's presence in the lord's presence eli watched her lips Hannah was praying silently and though her lips were moving her voice could not be heard Eli thought she was drunk and scolded her how long are you going to be drunk get rid of your wine Uh, Worse to live by if you're moving to Glasgow for university Just saying no no my lord Hannah replied I'm a woman with a broken heart I haven't had any wine or beer I've been pouring out my heart before the Lord Don't think of me as a wicked woman I've been praying from the depth Of my anguish and resentment Eli responded Go in peace And may the God of Israel Grant the petition You've requested from him May your servant Find favor with you, she replied Then Hannah went on her way She ate and no longer looked Despondent The next morning, Elkanah and Hannah got up early to bow in worship before the Lord. Afterward, they returned home to Ramah. Then Elkanah was intimate with his wife Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. After some time, Hannah conceived and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel because she said, I requested him from the Lord. Okay. Today... We're going to talk about the vastly underconsidered, rarely ever thought- about, entirely underappreciated power of a spoken priestly blessing, of a spoken priestly blessing. In this story, Hannah is heartbroken. Her prayers have gone unanswered, year after year after year. She makes a vow, but it is the blessing. Of Eli the priest It's the blessing of Eli the priest The out loud Spoken blessing Of Eli the priest Which is heard by Hannah Which is received by Hannah That finally brings about The breakthrough That she's been praying for years for That she's been pleading with God For years for It's the blessing of the priest That brings about breakthrough Now as I talk about the forgotten power of a priestly blessing, I want to remind you of something. I want to remind you of something very significant, connected to every single one of you who have given your life to Jesus. When you gave your life to Jesus, you were forgiven. Absolutely. You have received (laughs) eternal life. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You were adopted into God's family. There's lots of things that take place, Uh, more than I have time to talk about right now. One of the things that took place when you gave your life to Jesus is you became in that moment a priest of god most high in that moment you became a priest of the god of the bible the second you gave your life to jesus a priest of god peter writes about that he says in first peter chapter 2 verse 9 he says you are a chosen race or a chosen people a royal priesthood And he's talking about New Testament believers wherever they are, specifically in this this Asia region, that you are a royal priesthood, a priesthood uh, in part of the family of God. Every single believer is a priest of God. Every single believer is a priest of God. Now, if you're looking at your life and you're thinking, no way. I am a christian sure Uh, i'm a christian yes but you look at my life there's no way that i'm a a priest of god i i I just don't i don't see that well the bible says you are a priest of god now you might be a rubbish priest (laughs) of god there's lots of examples of rubbish priests in the bible but if you've given your life to jesus whether you're a great priest or a rubbish priest you are a priest you are a priest of, of god most high and as a priest We're going to talk about something today that that not a lot of people talk about. We're going to talk about the forgotten power of a priestly blessing. Of a priestly blessing. One that you, as a royal priest of God Most High in our generation, can give with powerful and dramatic effect. Here in this Hannah story, she receives this blessing from Eli the priest, which brings incredible Life-changing impact and and these are simple words These are simple words that eli blesses her with there's nothing exotic or or difficult about this This is the words that he said in first samuel 117 eli responded Go in peace And may and here's the blessing may the god of israel Grant the petition You've requested from him That's the blessing may the god of israel Grant the petition you've requested from him. You ever think about this idea that your multi-year prayer request could be one simple yet powerful blessing away from being answered? Like Hannah, year after year after year. One blessing away from breakthrough. When you look at examples of blessing in the Bible, you see them all over and in all kinds. You see it from Jacob blessing his twelve his twelve. Uh uh, sons, you see um, Paul beginning so many of his letters with blessings. You see Jesus being blessed by Elizabeth before he's born, by Simeon who, um, after he's born when he's eight days old. You see Jesus blessing children. You see Jesus. Um, you, you see Jesus commanding us to bless people. You see us told to bless those who curse. You, you see um, Jesus blessing um, people who are living out the kingdom of God values, such as are, are the poor in the spirit blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven you see this great example of jesus blessing people you see the apostles doing it you see it written in peter you see john writing blessings um, every every week um, i end with the final words of the bible which are a blessing written by john john writes these words and i, I bless you with them in the same way the last words of the bible may the grace of the lord jesus christ be with all god's people amen may it be may it be that's that's a the the bible ends with john's blessing over believers may the grace of the lord jesus christ be with all god's people the last words of the bible uh last word blessing is everywhere blessing is everywhere old testament and, and new testament and when you look at blessing through the bible it's very clear that real things happen Real things happen in the spiritual realm When we speak a blessing Things shift When we speak of blessing Things shift in the spiritual Leading to things uh, Leading to change in, in the physical and It makes it clear in our story That Hannah is blessed And then over time it happens Not, not the same day But something shifts And then over time She, she is able to, to have, have a baby Things shift in the spiritual when there's a blessing Leading to ultimately change in the physical In the words of Chuck Craft, Charles Craft He writes this, he says Genuine genuine spiritual transactions take place When we speak blessing in Jesus' name Something real happens Mm -hmm. Genuine spiritual transactions take place When we speak blessing in Jesus' name This is exactly what we see happening with Hannah She's blessed things genuinely shift. If you want to look more and, and study more, more than we'll have time to today about blessing people and God's heart for blessing and the kinds of things that, that God wants us to be blessing, you can look at the, the beginning of a lot of Paul's New Testament letters. You can, you can also look at Numbers chapter 6, which I'm going to run through really quickly. Numbers chapter 6, specifically verses 22 through 27, and that's the blessing that God gives for his priests to bless his people with. This is the God-given blessing, how he wants his people blessed. And it says this in Numbers chapter 6, starting in verse 22, it said, The Lord spoke to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, the priests, how you are to bless. Tell them how you are to bless, the Israelites. Say to them, this is how you're to bless, may Yahweh bless you and protect you. May Yahweh make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May Yahweh look with favor on you and give you peace. In this way, as it continues, they will pronounce my name over the Israelites and I will bless them. God wanted priests, which we are, to speak blessings, to to speak his heart over people. And God says that he will respond as his priests give blessings by blessing. As blessings are proclaimed, as blessings are proclaimed, uh, that God will respond. And Paul is an ultimate example of this. In the New Testament, every book, he's basically giving a blessing. Jesus is as well, John, Peter, and all that kind of stuff. So as we see in this priestly blessing uh, given by God to His priest, there are six things in this one that we can we can notice, and I'm going to run through them really quickly. Uh, things that we can bless people with. Number one, that people would be blessed by God. As we speak a blessing, we can say, "May God, in Jesus' name, may God bless you." Abraham was blessed so that he could be a blessing to others. And the thing is, you know, life is hard. Life is hard. It is difficult. And God wants His people to give blessings so that they will have breakthrough in their lives resulting in being blessed. He, 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 he doesn't say only bless the good people. He, he, he wants He wants his priests to bless all of his people, whoever comes. This is how I want you to bless them. Bless that they will they would be a, they would be blessed by God number one. Secondly, Uh, that people would experience god's god's divine protection there's so many times in the bible where we read about god being our mighty fortress strong deliverer strong tower shield defender rescuer deliverer that's part of the characteristics uh attributes of god we bless people so that they come under the increased protection of god Where God himself uh, becomes their defender, less open to spiritual attack, less open to bad things happening to them. That's that's one of the things God wants us to bless. Bless that people would experience God's divine protection. The third thing we see in this is that God's face would shine upon them to help them, for the purpose of helping them. Sometimes we read about God turning his face away, and he does that throughout the Bible, including Jesus on the cross That's not what you want (laughs) That's not what you want You want God's face to turn towards you With his helpful attention You want him to look at you with With the attitude I'm looking at you and your situation For the purpose of helping you For helping you It's kind of like what Eli is doing here In his high priestly prayer He says May the God of Israel Grant the petition You've requested him You've requested of him may god give you his best attention and act as you are asking he doesn't even know her prayer request he knows she's distraught he doesn't know her prayer request he just blesses that god would turn his face towards her and hear and and grant okay this is real this is powerful and 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 basically people don't do this hardly anymore At least not with the understanding and the conviction And understanding the significance of what's actually taking place It's a forgotten yet really powerful thing To bless someone and saying in the name of jesus May god grant you what you've been asking of him So simple so powerful Okay, we're gonna practice this we're gonna practice this Right now. We're going to practice this right now. Last week um, was my my autumn week of of fasting. Three times a year I spent a week in in fasting. I call it a week. It was five days. I get it. There's some... uh, disagreement on what a week is uh, So, uh, so spent a week of fasting and, and so what we're going to do is this Every year for the last three years and in, in each of these three fasting seasons I've been praying for two prayer requests Over and over and over again uh, Year after year for, for God to bring breakthrough in these two uh, prayer requests And so we're going to practice and, and I just spent a week fasting about this And you're going to bless me ha, <laughs> we don't really want to bless you. No, you do want you want to bless me. and you're gonna bless me and 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 you're gonna say <laughs> this You're gonna say In the name of jesus uh, don't don't know yet yeah, in the name of jesus may god quickly grant you what you've been asking him Easy enough, right in the name of jesus May god quickly grant you what you've been asking of him if this sounds selfish, really, it's for your benefit to practice this, but I'm happily going to receive it. So we're going to try this, and we're going we're to we're try this. Why don't you stand? Let's just let, 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 stand so that you don't have the, the sitting voice. You have the standing voice. <clears throat> and we're going to be bold, and, we're, and I'm going to count down three, two, one, and again, the words are, in the name of Jesus, may God grant you what you've been asking of. And You can hold out your hands you can do like, uh, like a blessing, like how I bless you at the end of each service. Uh, you can hold out your hands and, and i'll receive it. Okay ready Three two one in the, in the name of jesus be God. God. Okay, wait stay standing. Okay, that was that was great. That was great. Okay Honestly, it felt did it feel a little bit awkward Did it feel a little bit awkward. We're, we're not used to this as much We're not used to this much. So we're gonna we're gonna do it again. Okay So uh, just for the record in the name of jesus, which I heard really strongly that's That is that's the most important bit by the way Uh, That's the most important bit. Jesus is the great high priest. We are priests uh, Of god, but he is the great high priest. So we say in the name of jesus May god quickly is the word i'm hoping for so You can try and remember to throw that in. I think that one got lost Uh, In the name of jesus may god quickly grant you what you have been asking him or something like that. Now, when, when, when we're going to go for it this time, I, I want you, okay, you got your hands out, you're going to be standing, but let's just take a moment, and we're going to try this more with more boldness. We, we said it out loud, now we're going to try it with more boldness. Maybe put a little bit more faith into it. We're going to put a little bit more faith into it. We are priests of God. You are a priest of God Most High, giving a blessing. Very significant, very powerful. I believe things shift in these moments. So speak it out as if, you are what the Bible says you are—a priest of God Most High—and bless. Okay, ready? Loud and bold. Three, two, one. In the name of Jesus, you, you. Amen. May it be. Okay, great. Have have a seat. Okay. Yes, I receive that. I I, I wholeheartedly receive that. That simple act of blessing can bring incredible breakthrough can bring incredible breakthrough and in people's long prayed for and agonized over prayers you have been given a powerful commission for doing good to bless people with good things in our generation it makes a it makes a big impact okay so that's number 3 uh, number 4 that God would treat them graciously That God wouldn't treat act to them as they deserve to be acted towards You can bless them that God would be gracious to them and overlook their mistakes and shortcomings and help them anyways Blessings like that can have a real impact on people's lives. That's number four number five That God would grant them his favor that God would grant them his favor to move out of a season of of divine discipline To move out of a season of divine frustration To move out of a season of day after day after day Feeling stuck and like we're not making progress To move out of those seasons Into a season of God's incredible favor That can change a whole person's life You can bless people So that they move into God's favor By saying something like this I bless you in the name of Jesus That God's favor would pour into your life I hope you're seeing these are not complicated. They're so simple. that I bless you in the name of Jesus that God's favor would flood in your life. It's so powerful and yet simple to, to give blessings in Jesus' name. That's, that's number five. Number six, that God would give them peace. Nearly every blessing, most of the blessings in, in the Bible, especially in the New Testament, well, in all of them are about peace. That anxiety would go down, that fear would go down, that worry would go down, that stress would go down, and that peace would go up. Um, If you've ever experienced anything other than peace, you know how much you want that blessing yourself Uh, Yeah, and so we're playing that that those things go down. We say, you know, I bless you in the name of Jesus Peace I I speak peace over you. I bless you in the name of Jesus with peace. A lot of Paul's letters start that way Okay, now I know that's really fast and you can spend more time thinking about that by going through um, through uh, numbers chapter 6 And and you can see the different types of things that god wants us as his priests to bless people freely with And and really a blessing goes again in the name of jesus may god answer your prayer request in the name of jesus May god bless you with peace in the name of jesus Would god turn his face towards you and help you in this challenging season those kinds of things Now I I speak blessings around here all the time Maybe you've not picked up on it When, when we're doing baby dedications. I'm i'm speaking a blessing in the name of jesus um, I I um I I bless myself often in the name of jesus. You're like that's self-serving. I know Well, that's fine And I take my hand and I stick it on this beautiful forehead Spacious forehead I don't have to worry about messing up my hair and I and I just say You know I, like this week i've been feeling ill as some of you are I'm feeling a little bit going on in my throat and I just will put my hand on my head several times this week and be, I in the name of jesus. I bless my immune system I bless my immune system in the name of jesus. I do that all the time Anytime i start to feel weird you're like that seems weird. Well, nobody's around so it's it's okay But I bless my immune system in the name of jesus Um, I, I bless my home all the time I'll walk through my home and i'll say I speak a blessing of peace over my home in the name of jesus I want there to be peace in my home I speak a blessing of peace in my home I might walk through a room I speak a blessing of peace Now, I'm usually alone when I do this again But I'm saying it out loud I'm saying it out loud And I'm blessing my home Blessing people and places And and even things in Jesus' name is powerful We see examples of this in, in the Bible And it can be about Bring about incredible breakthrough In long stuck situations And broken situations Like what we see in Hannah In her most desperate situation and I love what I read here about Hannah. In her story, uh, she receives that blessing with faith. She receives that blessing from the priest with expectation and faith, and her whole demeanor change changes. Uh, the, the words here for the notes, receive blessings with faith-filled expectations. Receive blessings with faith-filled expectations. Like I said, real things happen when blessings are given. Hannah believes this And so in verse 18 her response is Then Hannah went on her way She ate and no longer looked despondent That was her faith-filled response To receiving a blessing from Eli the priest I I, I wonder how often we have high expectations that, uh, That when we're blessing something or someone Or that when we're receiving a blessing, that anything's happening. But Hannah's a great example of receiving it well. And the blessing in Hannah's life really did bring breakthrough to her multi-year anguish-filled prayers. That blessing brought breakthrough. Now, our study this, this season is called Make a Difference: Learning to Follow God Well. And we're we're talking about today the power of blessing. And if you want to make a difference. And learn how to follow God well. Learn how to give a blessing and learn how to receive a blessing. I've just summed it up today on the screen all at once. Make a difference, learning to follow God well. Number one, learn to bless people so that their lives are impacted for the better and breakthrough comes to them. Learn to bless people so their lives are impacted for the better and breakthrough comes to. Them. that will make a difference. Secondly, learn to receive and even pursue being blessed and prayed over with very real faith-filled expectation. Learn to receive and even pursue being blessed and prayed over with very real faith-filled expectation. Making an impact, making a difference includes both of these aspects of blessing, giving them in faith and receiving them in faith. And so our ch- we have three challenges for today. Challenge number one is this. I'm gonna just challenge you to bless five different people this week. Five different people where they can hear you, okay? And you just say something like, in the name of Jesus, may God, whatever, whatever it is, may God uh, help you, may God hear your prayers, may God intervene in your life, in your situation, may God protect you, where they can hear it. Just f- five different people, uh, Brian. Five eight. Well, it's like once. I'm asking you to say five sentences. Okay, it's gonna be okay. Two. Spend some time challenging your own thoughts about blessings. And this is probably a new concept for 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 many of you, based on your backgrounds, potential potential backgrounds. It's a new concept which the Bible seems to indicate are more powerful than we tend to think. This is more than I wish. Well, I wish I wish something good for you. This is more than I wish this for you. This is a a priestly blessing that we 're giving It's much more than I, I wish. Thirdly, bless your food with renewed expectation. I bless this food in jesus name, and then you know like that's that's all you have to say, or you can be more specific <clears throat> uh yeah, so, so, so try that with, with renewed, and, and give it some thought. I, I hope this is thought-provoking, and, and, and I, I hope that this even changes some of our behavior and expectations and thoughts. <laughs>